and we're actually going to talk about worship as giving. And we're going to do our giving at the, at the end of my message. And I want to do some disclaimers here. Um, but if you came prepared to give, um, that's when we're, we're going to do it. Uh, first, anytime, uh, anytime we talk about giving, it can, it can bring all kinds of emotions with it. Some of you are just like, man, that is, that's the best time of the service. And I enjoy that. And I, you know the, the principles of sowing and reaping and all of that. And you're just like, yeah. Others of you, it's like brand new principle. And you're just like, I don't know. Or you've heard, man, all churches talk about is money. Or, you know, and all of that. Wherever you're at on that spectrum, it can bring up all kinds of, all kinds of emotions. And, and then too, like I read an article this week about, about giving. It was funny coming from another perspective of, uh, I think it was actually an old CNN article on, on tithing, which is, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I, I wanted to read from the other side and see what they, but, but they called it the, um, the Sunday morning stick up, you know, where you have the, the, the offering plate passes and you guys all know that's the way we do it in our church. And then it comes by and you're like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. You know, they, they had the, the picture on the, uh, with, with somebody with their fingers like pointed like a gun. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll, put, the, I'll put the money. In. But we, you know, we have these emotions when it, when it comes. And, and, and there's all kinds of different ways. There's some churches that they have, that all they do is they have like a collection box or something. And you, you come in and, and uh, it's, a, it's a little bit less, uh, you know, um, obvious. And if you feel like giving in the box in the back, you can. And some, some churches, uh, they pass the plate. I think a lot of people pass past the plate or the basket and it comes by and and you're like I, I promise I gave last week and you, you pass it on and right or 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 you or you make change in there and you're like I, I, oh I just brought a 20 I don't know have you ever have you, do you ever make change in the basket or uh, I've, I've heard of one uh one church uh, this is a true story um there uh, any any time that there's somebody in need you know that you're in need um uh, no one asks questions all you when the basket comes by you can take out what you need which, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. We've never done that here. I probably won't start that. But, but it happens. You know, I, I know of a church that did that. And if you're in need, you just take it out. And, 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 and that's just the way, the way it rolls. Uh, there's a, one, of my, one of my favorite ways of uh, the offering time in the service has, um, I've seen it in, in multiple different churches, but my uncle's ministry had, uh, had this. Actually, it started because my dad came one, one year. I think he even spoke um, at my uncle's ministry. And, um, and for some reason, he was feeling this, this from the Lord that they were going to do offering in a different way. And so he went out to like a, I don't know, like a Menards or a Home Depot in the garden section. And he bought a big pot. And, and he brought the pot up front and put it right there, and it was a big planting pot. And, he, and, and that day, and actually every day, every uh, um, weekend after that, um, the way that they did offering was sometime during worship, people just brought their gifts to the front, and they put it in the pot with the whole idea of sowing and reaping. And uh, an interesting, just an interesting idea. There's all kinds of ways, and there's ways that make you feel more comfortable, ways that make you feel less comfortable. Today, we're going to do my way. Actually, I feel like it, it's, I, I, I really feel like it's the Lord's way. I, as I was preparing for this message, I felt like I just saw um, us taking our gift and bringing it to the altar um, at some point when the worship team comes. And, and we're going we're gonna to do that. And some of, you, uh, some of you came prepared to give and some of you didn't come prepared to give. And here's, this is uh, something else I wanted to share about this. I actually, I'm not asking you to give today if you didn't come prepared to give. I'm really, I'm, I'm really not. I want you to know that. Um, 
And uh, so if you've, if you've given already, you know, this month or you're planning on giving next week and, and you're just like, well, I guess we're doing a thing on worship and everyone else is going for it, you know, I, I honestly don't want you to, to do that. I, I honestly don't. Also, maybe you've never given before or you just give every once in a while and you're like, well, he's talking about money. I got to do that. I, I, really, I really don't want you to do that. I, all I want today is if you were planning on giving already, I want you to participate in this way. If you were planning on giving, I want you to, and you were prepared to give, I want you to give um, the way that, that we're going to do it here at the end of my message. Um, and then if the Lord is asking you to do something different, you obey him. But I don't want you to do it because of, because of the message. Does that sound good? We get, away to get rid of all that, any potential manipulation, any potential thing. We just say, okay, God, we're just going to do it a different way today, and that's all right. Is everyone good? All right. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm actually, actually going to skip the, I usually do a recap here, and we'll just, we'll recap next week, I think will be our last one, and we'll recap then, and I encourage you to go back. This has been, a, has it, have you guys enjoyed a worship series just about getting back to worship, and all, I've been, I've really been enjoying uh, this, studying for it, and sharing it with you guys. Today's message is going to simply be called, uh, With All I Have, and and, uh, and it really is. It's part of our service every week. Usually we say as an act of worship, we're going we're gonna to take offering. It just so happens that we don't have the, the worship band usually up there. Sometimes we have some music playing softly in the background and whatever. But, but you know, it, it's part of our worship. And, and we really do believe this part of our worship. But there's, there's times when um, it just becomes kind of the bill we pay. Or, or it becomes that place where everyone closes their eyes and hopes it gets over really fast. Or, or something, you know, like wherever you're at in that spectrum, like we say it's worship, but a lot of times um, it's not as much worship as it is a, something that we do. And I wanted to bring it back to worship. That we worship, we really do worship him with our giving. In fact, I want you to think about uh, whether you were prepared to give today or not, and you may have given last week or next week, or, or you may just, the Lord may be challenging you that you're going to start giving um, on, you know, whatever. But I want you to think about that, whatever you normally give. Um, uh, sometimes it's a tithe, which would, the Bible says is 10%. Sometimes it's an offering or, or one amount or another. Think, I want you to think about that amount. I want, you, I want you to think about that. I, because sometimes we just, it just kind of comes and goes. And, and I just want you to think about the, the, for some of you, it's like, it's $50. Some of you, it's 100 Some of you, 500 whatever. I want you to think about that amount. I've been thinking about the amount today and this week as I've been, because there's a, I mean, there's some things that I could, I could do with that amount. I'm thinking about some of the, um, like the shoes that my, my, my daughters, like they're in this stage where they just, they grow so fast. I mean, and we're like, you need shoes again already? You know, and I mean, come on, like just cut off the front and now they're like sandals or something. Like we don't, like, we can really, we can't do this every, it seems like every month, right? Or they, you know, I'm thinking about the, the clothes, you know, or, or whatever. Or sometimes it's like they need clothes and I need clothes. And I'm like, well, I guess you get clothes and I don't. And I'm thinking about the amount that that, and, and what, that, what that represents. And sometimes, I don't know if in your life, but there's times when, when we could really use that for a bill. There's times, I mean, really, if I'm just being honest, you know, I, I'm remembering the amount that got written out this last time and I saw it come through our checking account and I'm like, oh, that would have helped. That would have helped with that thing that we're saving for or that, that, uh, that thing, that, that need or that want. That would, have been, that would have been really nice to have. And do you, are you imagining the things 
that you could buy with that, whether they're needs or wants? Are you getting that in your heart and in your mind right now? Because that's, I think sometimes, especially if we're a consistent giver, we, we kind of just, it just it, we're, we're so used to living off of the 90% or, or we're so used to, you know, that, that it just becomes that thing we do. But I wanted to really think about the amount because I have found myself uh, in a pattern sometimes where I'm not worshiping him with it anymore, where it doesn't hurt anymore. And I was just thinking, well, gosh, as I started to, to picture my daughter's shoes, I was like, oh, man, I am worshiping you with this. I am trusting you that the 90 is going to go farther than the 100. Man, when I started thinking about like, like a, you know, date night with my wife or, you know, or when I started thinking about, you know, anniversary weekend going away someplace or, or family vacation, I started thinking about, I'm like, oh, yeah. You, are you guys like me where um, you're driving down the road or you're in, or you're, I don't know, you're out to coffee with somebody or, or you're by yourself and you just start thinking like, what if I had a million dollars? Do you ever think like, do you, is it just me and my wife? <laughs> if you ever think, like, if I had a million dollars, or sometimes, what if I had a billion dollars? I don't know. What, what if I had unlimited, re- I started thinking about, and I, I, I was finding myself in that place, I don't know, a few weeks, a few months ago, and my wife and I, we usually, like, talk about those types of things. Like, like we would go here, or we would do this. Or we, and, I, and I started thinking, man, it's not always the first thing on my mind how much I would give. I mean, it, it really, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, here's the remodel I would do. Here's the house I would buy. I've been really wanting this type of vehicle. And it's not wrong stuff. I'm just thinking along those lines. I, I, if you guys were asking me if, uh, if I gave you, you know, $10,000, like, what would you do? I could rattle it off right now because we, we dream like that. Like that. But, that, but I was thinking in my heart, I'm like, there's, there's times, where, I mean, for us, it's a, we are, we're in a habit of, of the tithe. So um, in our family, like we just automatically, you know, if we got $10,000, nine would be what we can use and, and a thousand would go to the Lord and, and it's just like that. But I was thinking, well, man, what if the Lord wanted me to give more? I'm not ta- talking about you. I'm just talking about my process. And I was just realizing, wow, like there are times when I think about my dream list or my need list, and I, when was the last time I thought, I wonder how much money I could give away? <laughs> like I, we, so Becky and I, I don't know, the other day, uh, uh, sometimes we sit down over a coffee or something or just in the living room, and we'll just talk about, we'll just go, she's a list person, and so we have a, we have a habit where we do lists together. So this time it was a list of, if we had resources, where would we, who would we bless and where would we, and so we came up, I mean, it was, a li- it was like 20 or more items on this list, and she could keep going. I'm like, no, we're, we're done. Like, we're, like, that's enough. That was enough, Becky. Like, you know, she could just go and go and go. And we're thinking of all the people and overseas. We're thinking of the ministries. We're thinking of, of friends and family that need this. We're thinking of this school or that, you know. We're like, man, we're kind of getting excited about this. And then and we're thinking, well, gosh, what if... What if, like, someone gave us, like, $20,000, right? I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm just, but if you were feeling it. You, what, and all of a sudden, our thoughts started going to, okay, there's these needs and there's these wants, but also there's these people. And there's that place of where you were blessed to be a blessing, right? And 
I'm, I'm going to get off of this, but it, it, it's, it was an interesting exercise of re-examining my heart and realizing when, I, when I'm in here or, or even when I'm out there that there, if I'm giving unto the Lord, it's worship. In fact, the stories I'm going to share today in the Bible, um, there's one that happened to be in, in the temple in a, in a church setting, and they, the other two weren't even in church. But when you give unto the Lord, it's worship. And so I'm thinking of the, the check we're writing, you know, this month in the amount. And I'm like, all right, Lord, this one's for you. This one's for you. I really do. I really do lay it down. I really do worship. It's not just something that passes through anymore. I just want to worship you with all, with all I have. With all I have. Um, and... And the reason why it's worship is because it's all his. And because I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm trusting him with this. Today's message isn't as, isn't as much about the tithe, you know. We're not going to talk about necessarily, although it includes the tithe. It's, today's message isn't uh, as much about like the sowing and reaping and the blessings and the benefits of giving. Although, you know, it includes that. We may touch on it just a little bit. There's one verse I'm going to read that talks about the sowing and reaping. It's really not about any of that. It's really about worship. It's about me just saying, regardless of what I get and, and regardless of the, the pattern and the system that I've been in, this is really, really truly is worship. It really is. And that's what today is about. There's a, um, a verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. There you get the, that sowing and reaping principle. All right, now, now we're done. Verse, verse 7, it goes on. It says, each of you should give whatever you've decided in your heart to give. And, that, and that's that part when I just said, hey, we're going to f- switch up this service, and I'm not wanting you to, to like, feel like you have to give more. I want you to give whatever you d- already decided in your heart to give today, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Any of you ever been in an environment where it just seemed like it was really kind of like manipulative? It felt like, man, you know, like they were trying to pull something out. I've heard stories of, of like, uh, in fact, I read a story this week of, of a one ministry where, man, they had taken like three offerings in the service. And uh, he's like, comes up and he's like, he's like, the Lord says it's not enough. And, and we're doing it again. And, and, and people are digging in. They're coming up to the altar. And he says, the Lord says run. And like people are running to the, you know. And like it may have been good. It may have been God. But have you ever felt like you're just like, I don't, man. Man, I know that there's a principle of giving, but it feels like it's being pulled out of me. That's not the Lord's heart. The Lord's heart is this next phrase, for God loves a cheerful giver. In, in other words, worship where he's like, this is coming from that place. Like, I, I want to give. I love to give. I love you, Jesus. Like, this is about you and for you. And, I'm, and, and it's not, you know, I, I don't frown when I'm giving. I smile when I'm giving. Like, this is, it comes from that place of the heart. That's what God wants. And I love the promise here in verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And so here's the thought today. Often, the test of my heart of worship is my willingness to give my financial or material resources. And we've talked about all kinds of different ways to worship. We've talked about all of that leading in this. But today, 
is about sometimes the test of my worship, my true, not just when the songs are playing, but my worship of the Lord. Sometimes it's me saying, okay, God, it's yours. And I choose to worship you this way. Um, here's the, I actually, I haven't been doing points lately. I've, um, but so if you were like, man, where have all the points gone to sermon? Like, there's just no point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we got, I, I have three points today. So, so you're in luck if you've been missing the points. Um, I, worship, I worship God by giving, number one, when I don't have enough. When I don't have enough. Now, you guys know the truth is, is that we do have enough. Does anybody know that? If you're a, if you're a Christian in here, been long enough, you've been in the Bible, and you're like, okay, I know the principle. I do have enough. Anyone know that, that you do? But how many know sometimes it feels like I don't? If we're just being honest, it feels like I don't have enough. And, and so uh, I worship God through giving when I don't have enough. Philippians 4, starting verse 19, in verse 19, it says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I love this promise. You know, like, I, like what I see in front of me in the natural is, is, man, I don't have, but I just know the truth that he says, you do have. In fact, I meet your needs according to my glorious riches. How many would like him to meet according to his riches? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Matthew 6 starting in verse 25. I, I, I'm not going to read this whole section, but um, Jesus is talking about worry and finances. And, and, and he says, hey, um, you think that you're not being taken care of. You think you don't have enough food to eat. Well, don't even worry about the, those things. He's like, he's like, look at the birds. I imagine he's talking with his disciples and he says, you see the birds? And probably a whole flock of birds are going above. Look at the birds. Like, what, Jesus? What about the birds? One probably poops and they're like, I don't want to think about the birds. Wipe it off. Look at the birds. Have you ever seen a bird go hungry? Have you ever heard a story on Fox News or CNN of a whole flock of birds that starved to death? No. Because Jesus knew the principle. that There's never been a bird that has gone hungry. And some of you are going to fact check that. He says, look at the birds. He's like, I care about you way more than the birds. And, and yet, like, I take care of the birds. He's, he's talking about this principle. Like, even when it feels like I don't have, I actually do. And I have this Father in heaven who cares about me more than the flock of birds. I know it sounds silly, but Jesus used it. He, 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 he goes on in that passage, and he, he says, look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. Look at the pretty flowers. And my, my girls, they always pick the, they pick the weed flowers. And like, no, pick the other flowers. They like the weed ones. And look at the flowers. Look at the pretty flowers. He's like, look at that. He's talking to his disciples. He's like, you're worrying about clothes. Any, any female in here ever like worried about clothes? Or, or men. But did you ever look in your closet and you're just like, I have nothing to wear? Was that today? And, and Jesus is looking at, at his friends here and he says, look at the flowers. There's this place where we really do understand that if we're looking at scripture, we understand in our heart that we do have enough. But we have that feeling sometimes. Watch this. Watch this, this passage. And I'm going to read it out of the, um, the Passion Translation just to kind of kick us out of, of maybe what we've already known and, and read and all of that. This is a, in Mark 12. 
Here's this story out of the Passion. It says, then he sat down. It's talking about Jesus. Then he sat down near the offering box, watching all the people dropping in their coins. Many of the rich would put in very large sums, but a destitute widow walked up and dropped in two small copper coins worth less than a penny. Jesus called his disciples to gather around, and then he said to them, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. For the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on, which was everything she had. Now, this is just an amazing story. Some of you have probably heard this before. Uh, I want you to know that this isn't prescriptive. This is descriptive. Uh, I don't want you to hear from me that since the woman gave all that she had, you now need to go and empty your bank accounts and your IRAs, and right? That's not what, you know. Uh, it's not saying, hey, um, even though you don't have any gas in your tank, I need you to put that last $20 in the offering plate today. That's not what this is saying. It's, it's, not, it's not saying even though you don't have food in your cupboard to feed your children that you need to now go take your last $50 and give it to the church first. It's not saying that. But what it is saying is I need to have that heart. That I really do need to say, man, if the Lord asked me, yeah. Yeah, I'd be willing. And so in other words, it's not a principle that's saying um, I, need to, I need to give everything I have to the church all the time. It's saying I need to have the heart that it's all God's. And that's what this woman realized that, that Jesus is comparing it with the wealthy that were there that were just kind of reaching into their pocket and pulling out a hundred dollars and she's like I wish I had that and they were just like oh that was just the leftover that was just you know oh, it, it didn't co- it didn't hurt it didn't cost them anything and Jesus was looking at this happening and he sees this widow who was destitute this widow that in that time like like it, widows didn't have anything they they didn't have uh, um, sources of income and and literally these two pennies uh, like that was all that she had I, I when I think about the two pennies I, it's interesting that it, there were two because it would have been really easy for her to say one for you and one for me And and nobody would have blamed her. She might not have got written in Bible. And so there was this place in her heart where she looked at her lack in the natural and she realized, but in the spirit and in the economy of God, uh, like, this is nothing. This isn't really even a sacrifice because because I serve the king, because I, I serve my Lord, right? You just see what I'm saying? I, I like Jesus' thought. He's like, he says she's given more than all of these other, man. And we're like, no, she really didn't, actually. I mean, if we're just to be real, they gave way more than, than, than she gave. And Jesus, like, in comparison, in comparison to the percent of her income versus the percent of their income, she gave way more. In comparison to the percent of, of, of sacrifice that they gave to her sacrifice, she gave way more. But watch this. I, I think it was also like this. I think those two coins, in comparison to the wealthy, I think there was more power, supernatural power for those two coins to unlock kingdom resources. 
kingdom resources than, than, than all of the bags of money that those other people were pouring in. I think that there was something in the spirit that as she put those two coins in, like literally there was way more happening in the spirit realm that was unlocked. All of the, the resources of heaven over that, that region, over that church, over her family, over whatever. Like there was so much more that was unlocked because of her two pennies than when someone was just throwing in bags of money. I think that. That's a little bit of my creative license, but I think that. Man, there's been times where Becky and I have uh, felt like, you know, we've been in seasons of, of having less than and, and, and feeling that pressure. Any of you have felt, was it just me or I, am I the only one that ever felt that pressure? Man, you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, there's been this principle that, that uh, somewhere along the line we learned that when it feels like there's that pressure, when it feels like in the natural there's lack, we've actually decided as a couple and as a family that that's when we need to give more. I'm not saying that I want you to listen to the Lord. I don't want you to just do what I do. But man, there's been this thing that we have found time and time again that where it's like with the Lord, it's kind of fun. Where he's, it's not that he's holding out on us. Do you know that? That God's not holding out on you? And there's these seasons where it just feels like there's a little bit extra pressure and Becky and I will look at each other and say, you know what we need to do? <laughs> we need to actually give more. I think that that may be Maybe what this widow was feeling. This here, here, here's number two. My my worship and my in my giving, it, it's w- when I have more than enough. Now we know this in the, in principle, like oh, I've got more than enough. But there's times in our life, there's seasons that we're in where we actually do feel like we have more than enough. There's there's seasons where you've been in where there's been more in your account than others. Maybe you've whatever. Maybe God's blessing you in your business, or maybe you've got an inheritance check, or or you whatever it might be. There's times where you felt and you're like, Pastor, it hasn't been a while, but hey, hey, it's coming. There's times. In fact, I'm thinking of some times even in in our life. Uh, there's been times where, like, we've had, you know, like $5,000 come out of the blue, and we're just like, 5000 my In my world, that's a lot. Um, there's been other times where there's been, I mean, just, we're money, and we're sitting there in that place of more than enough, just more. Like, like not a regular cash flow, more than enough. And I'll tell you what this, what happens in this place of worshiping when I have more than enough is, um, it's still hard to give. And, and people, people think, I've heard people say, uh, I'm not saying I've heard you say, I'm, I've heard others say some, like, when I have more, I'll give more. Maybe you've, maybe you've thought that at least or you've felt that. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't work that way because I've had more and given less. <laughs> it just doesn't work. In fact, I have found that if I don't, understand the principle of giving in worship when I have two pennies, I'm not going to understand the principle of giving when I have 20,000. Like, like it's, uh, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. My heart has to be unlocked in a place of worship when I seemingly don't have enough because then when I have more than enough, man, there's a, there's a story that maybe helps us here. Um, again, in the Passion Translation in Mark 14, it says, now Jesus was, this is in uh, Mark 14, starting verse 3. Now Jesus was in Bethany. This is right towards the end of his life before, before the cross. And he was in Bethany in the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. 
which that's just kind of cool. To I mean, You pass by that, but um, lepers were unclean. People didn't associate with lepers, and, uh, and now he, but he had healed a man of leprosy. Now he was in his home. I mean, this is a really cool thing. I mean, you and I spiritually are lepers, and then he calls us clean. And he doesn't have a problem coming and visiting with us in our home. And there's a whole picture here that's really cool. But he's in, he's in Simon's house. And, uh, and he was reclining at the table. Again, um, this isn't, uh, the, the, the story before was kind of church. It was in the temple. It was a collection box. This is just at a house. He's just reclining at a table, hanging out. He was a guest here. And uh, a woman, and we find out in other, in other places in the Bible, this woman, was, her name was Mary. And she was the same Mary, if you remember the story of Lazarus that had died. And, and uh, uh, Mary has sat at Jesus' feet and was just uh, listening to the Lord. And, and uh, so it was in that same, uh, that same, it was that same woman from that same story. And so she comes into the house and she's holding an alabaster, an alabaster flask. It was filled with the highest quality of fragrant and expensive oil. And, and just so that we are clear... The oil, like it was actually worth, um, the Bible says a year's wages. Um, the, the median income in, in the Kearney area is $53,000 for a household. And, uh, and so when you're thinking about a year's wages, it's possible that for our, our story here, this was worth $53,000. Can we just think about that for a second? <sighs> what would I do? with $53,000. Ford F-150? No, just joking, just joking. No, no, not really. I would give, I'd give it to some missionary here. And, and so she brings this, and it's, I mean, you're, the, Everybody knows what this is. Everyone knows what an alabaster flask looks like. They, they know where, where alabaster comes from. They smell the, the oil. They know that this oil only comes from one region in India near the Himalayans. Like they know that. They know when she walks in, nobody, nobody is uh, uh, like thinking, oh, this is just olive oil. Nobody, nobody's thinking that. Everyone's thinking dollar signs. As she's walking in with what was probably in that culture, um, especially like with, with mothers and daughters and grandmothers, like this was a, a family heirloom probably that had been passed down. It's probably, uh, in fact, they, with spices and oils and perfumes in that day, that was how they um, invested in for retirement because it was easy. They were portable. You could put them in boxes or flasks or whatever. And so that was kind of their, their IRAs and, and, she, and, and, and 401ks and all of that stuff. That was what that was. And, and, and the disciples and everyone else there, they're like dollar signs. And she's bringing that in. And they're like, like she's investing into the ministry of Jesus like she's gonna like they're thinking I mean what a gift to just lay that just nicely gently on the table right there and say Jesus I just we just wanted to give this to you and your disciples we just want to I mean we just do what you want with this sell it use it however you want a little dab here whatever you'd like to do that's not how the story went the story went that they see dollar signs, $53,000. And 
and she walks over boldly. She doesn't ask any questions. She doesn't explain herself. She doesn't say, hey, I know you guys are thinking this is, she doesn't explain anything. She just breaks it open because you had to break those things open. She broke it open and she poured it all over from the top of his head down. I mean, it just poured over him. And all the, you could hear almost the disciples and they're like, no, yeah, I saw that going differently in my head. This was the story. This is what was going on. In fact, some of the disciples here, they, they kind of got indignant. They were they're like, no way. In fact, someone says here in verse 4, what a total waste. It could have been sold for a great sum, and the money could have been could have benefited the poor. We could have done so much more with that. What a total waste. And religion will say that every time. It was out of this place of relationship and intimacy and passion and worship that she says, I'm, I'm going to lay it all down. I'm going to pour $53,000. I'm going to take my briefcase full of 53000 and put it in the, in the fire ring. And we're just going to look at that. Look at the beautiful sparks fly up. I mean, this is what was going on. This is what was happening. And she was worshiping, and the religious spirit in the room was like, what a waste. What a waste. And Jesus stops them and says, leave her alone. Why are you so critical of this woman? She has honored me with this beautiful act of kindness. I wanna, I'm, I'm not asking you to compare your gift with this woman's gift. I'm, I'm just I'm asking, when was the last time that you honored him with that beautiful act of kindness? Where you just said, Jesus, it's not about me. It's all about you. And I just want to honor you with this beautiful act of kindness. He says, for you will always have the poor whom you can help whenever you want. In other words, there's all kinds of organizations you can give to. There's all kinds of things. That's going to always be there. But listen, hey, is it worship? Are you worshiping me? She has done all that she could to honor me. I love that phrase. Verse 9, I I promise you that this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world. The story of her lavish devotion to me will be mentioned in memory of her. And then in verse 10, one of the 12 apostles, uh, Judas Iscariot, he went to the leading priest. And I want you to to stop here. Some of your your Bible translations will say, then Judas went. This is the next story is Judas. And he goes... I told you this is right at the end of Jesus' life. The next, the immediately next story is Jesus goes and betrays Jesus to the chief priest and, and asks the, for the famous, uh, how much money? How much money is, it, is he worth to you guys? And they gave him how much? 30, 30 pieces of silver. This is what happens next. In other words, Judas sees this extravagant place of worship. He sees the the oil being poured out. He sees the $53,000. He sees the dollar signs. And for some reason, this pushed it over the edge for him. I think he, he had something that had been going on in his heart for a long time, but this pushed it over the edge. This was the moment that he decided, I'm done. This was that moment for Judas. If you're going to require this, if, if we have to 
give it all like this, if we're going to be spending money like this, if we're going to be like, like I, I, I'm done. I, I've seen the miracles. I've seen all of this. I've heard the, the, you know, the sermons. And for some reason in Judas's heart, I don't know, maybe he just thought, I can't worship him that way. Maybe he thought, like, there's, there is, a, he saw, maybe he saw a, a, a chasm between the way she poured out her life and the way he was spending his. I don't know what it was, but for some reason, this was the moment where he says, I've had enough, and he goes, and he betrays Jesus. I don't know, for us, the Lord may be asking you, even in that place of abundance, he may be just saying, hey, would you, not only worship me when you think and feel like you don't have, but would you also worship me when you have more than enough? And I don't know what kind of resources Mary had and her family, but I do know that she could have done a whole lot of other things with that $53,000. And she chose that the best use of her resources right there was to just worship him extravagantly. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. As I'm worshiping God... By giving, I'm, I'm worshiping him even though God has enough. <laughs> that just kind of made me, it made me smile. Did you know that he has enough? Oh my goodness, he has more than enough. He, he owns it all. It's all his anyways. And sometimes I just think, oh, he, I mean, he understands. He understands what I'm going through. He's got enough. He doesn't need, he doesn't need my resource. You know, he doesn't need your Resources Like we, like sometimes we just, you know, the, the offering plates get passed every week and, and we're, I don't know. Like you know that he doesn't, he doesn't need it. He could do it all kinds of ways. He could, he could sprinkle some pixie dust and he could, you know, whatever he wants to do, he could do. He, somehow, for some reason, he chose that the, one of the ways he funds the kingdom is by using me. By using you, and I and I don't and I don't know. I don't know all the reasons. We can go through scripture and we can come bring a, a, a good idea. But I think probably the primary thing is because he wants you and me to trust him. He wants you and me to worship him, and out of that place of worship, like he just blows the socks off the kingdom. It it when we worship him with our giving. It unlocks things that we could never have done by just going and giving to the Salvation Army on our own or going and giving to this organization on our own. Like, for some reason, when I'm giving unto the Lord, it does more than when I just do something on my own. So even though God has enough, we've, uh, you know, we've already established with the widow and, and the widow's might is what it's often called and that, that uh, even when I don't have a lot, that, it, that it's it, in God's eyes, it's, it's, it's enough, it's more than enough, it's, it's, a, it's more than even what a lot of other people might throw in. But here's this last story, 1 Kings 17. It's another widow, and Elijah, um, he's, there's, there's been a, a drought, the brook dries up, and he doesn't have water or food. And, and Elijah's story, God has already provided for him in all kinds of ways. Like, he's brought birds, and he's brought supernatural resources, and angels, and all of this. I mean, it's Elijah. If you've ever heard about Elijah, like, all you do is just say, hey, God, I need. You know, there's a, there's a pot roast or something. I mean, it's like, like he, God could have decided to provide for Elijah in all kinds of different ways. He already has in, in the story of Elijah. This time wouldn't be any different, and for some reason, God chooses to use a widow that doesn't have anything to provide for this man of God. And 
And I think he does it on purpose. And I think it's uh, in, lots of times in the Old Testament, Elijah or Elisha are a symbol, a, a type of, of Jesus or a type of the Father. Like, like uh, you, would, you, you could view this as almost as if she was giving to God. And so in this story then, uh, he, he comes to her and, and, she, and he says, hey, would you bring me some water? And she turns to go get him water because the water didn't test her faith. And, and she's like, oh, okay. So like she had, wa- she had some leftover water and she could go and get the water, no problem. But then he says, hey, while you're gone, would you also uh, bake me uh, some bread or give me a cake or whatever? And she stopped and she is really honest with him and says, hey, like I was actually going to, I had a little bit of flour left and a little bit of oil, and we were going to make one last cake for my son and I, and then we were going to die. Like this is the story. She says, we were going to make our last meal. We don't know where anything else is coming from. We don't have like another, another check coming next week. We're not just going to like fast for seven days. Like this is it. This is, this is done. And you've asked for water, but can I just tell you, like I don't know that I can do what you asked here. And Elijah says, go back, get the water, bake like you were going to bake, but I want you to give it to me first. Oh, that's, uh, I, can you put yourself in her shoes? I don't know if you've been around any like, like extremely poor people in other countries or even in our country, or maybe you've found yourself in a place. And Elijah says, I understand the desperate situation that you're in, but would you would you give it to me first? And here's the promise. When you give it to me first, your oil's not going to run out and your flour's not going to run out until the day that the Lord brings rain back to this place. She has to be looking, I mean, she's a mom, and she has to be looking at her son and thinking, this better work. Because if this is another one of those traveling ministers, (laughs) send your money quick and, you know, and I don't know. This was a place of worship. And somewhere in her heart, she decided, I'm going to give it to him first. And this is that last principle. He already has enough. He doesn't need it. But you know what he asks for from you and I? He asks for for us to give it to him first. To not give it to him when, when, when we've paid all of the bills and when we've bought all of the shoes for our little girls and when we've put a little bit aside in our savings account in future and we've saved for our, for our vacation and all this stuff and then whatever's left over, hey, I've got some left over this month. And then we, he's like, I know, that, I know that makes sense in your economy, but in my economy, it doesn't work that way. In my economy, when you give it to me first, I get to unlock the rest. And actually, when you give it to me first, that's worship. Because when you give it to me last, it's nice. The church can use it. It keeps the lights on, but that's not worship. Man, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you're wanting my worship. Like, you're, that's what you're wanting from me today. Like, it's not just about these, like, the, well, the church does this, and this, we, we, here's the Bible stories, and here's the scriptures, and, and we, we tithe here, and all. It's not, it, it's at the end of the day, he wants you. He wants your heart. And one of the tests of our heart in worship, I don't know why it is this way, it just is, is one of the tests is am I willing 
to give my resources, whether it's finances or something material, and say, okay, God. And it doesn't, it, it's in here, but it's not just in here. It's, a, it's an unlocked heart that, that says, man, uh, Lord, all I have is yours. And you may, you may uh, um, help somebody go on a missions trip, or you may help an organization in town or all over the world, whatever. And it's saying, unto the Lord. This is worship now, and it's, it's off the top. It's off the top. I give it to you. I want us to prepare our heart, even as Pastor Kelly's coming. And man, there was a song, and I don't even, my wife makes fun of me for not knowing words to songs. I just make them up. And, uh, but there's a song, I'll probably butcher the words and the, and the rhythm. But um, in my office today, I was just singing, I worship you. Surrender all I have to you. I run to you and fall at your feet. I give you praise. Embracing me, I see your face. It's telling me you're healing me. Restoring my soul. It goes on, it says, Oh, Lamb of God, and all of this. But I was just thinking, man, that's what I want to do today with my resources. I worship you. Surrender all I have to you. So today, if you, if you came prepared to give, um, we're just going to, I'm going to have the ushers bring baskets up front. If for some reason you're not prepared to give, I wanted you to be a part of this too. And this is what I, you may think this is silly, but it's a prophetic act. It's, uh, it's coming into agreement. I, I'd like you to just grab a blank envelope. If there's one under your chair, the ushers can get you one. You may have given last week or you're planning to give next week. And that envelope is just represents whatever it is. Maybe you give online. Maybe you usually give in the back electronically or whatever. Whatever that is, I want you to, I want you to grab an envelope. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I want you to grab an envelope. Or your check, whatever it is. If you were planning on giving or you've given last week or you're going to give next, whatever, if, you're, if you're one of those that, that somewhat regular, like, like giving's part of that, I want you to just grab, even if it's a blank envelope, Maybe you're writing out your check or you're holding your offering or you have your blank envelope or whatever. Would you hold that just before the Lord here? Would you think about it for a minute? Maybe let your mind wander to the things that you could buy with it, the things that are needs or wants and all of this stuff. Would you just think about it for a second? And somewhere in there, would you transition and just say, God, it's yours. I could use this for myself. I could use this for all kinds of other things. But Lord, I trust you with my resources today. It may be like you're already in a habit of giving, but you're kind of refocusing. This is that refocus moment. Lord, I, I really do worship you really do worship you with my giving today.
I'd really love for you to participate in this way. And if for some reason, you're just way uncomfortable with that, and you're just like, I just, I, I'm, I'm not coming up to the altar. If, if you just don't want to participate in that way, the ushers will have baskets in the back, and there'll still be some uh, electronic giving and all this. But I'd like us to, if you're willing to do this, can we stand actually right now as they get ready to lead us in a song? And between you and the Lord. We're just going to worship him by coming to the altar and bringing our gift. And so, Lord Jesus, all over this place, Lord, our hard-earned resources, Lord, the money we're given today or next week or next month, Lord, all those things, Lord, we're, we're imagining that in our mind right now, Lord. And we just say, it's yours, God. We worship you with our resources today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And as you come, you can put it in a basket. And then you could, if you want, find a place in the altar or find a place on the wing or go back to your seat. But just let's just worship him for a second with our resources. Father in heaven, you know my walking. You hear my every thought and prayer. I bring you my heart and all my affection. I long to love you, to love you with all that I have, to give to you all that I am. Oh, how I
this love that makes me new. Oh, may my heart receive this love that carries me from the head to the heart. Won't you take me on a journey? Letting go, getting lost in you.